Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost and host of the Xbox Expansion Pass, joined by my big brother and yours, the most professional of podcasters <laughs> out there, the man who leads the bit cast, the handsome one, Mr. Ainsley Bowden. Whoa, whoa. You, that was way too much for that intro, and none of it was even true. So I don't know where to begin with this, but good evening, everyone. Joe, Joe's mm-hmm. looking really handsome tonight. I think you should just pass to him right away. Thank you. I'm going to oh, pass no, to him I'm right good. away. We're, we're joined by the host of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, Mr. Joseph Moran, a.k.a. Mr. Bad Bit, looking quite dapper in his attire oh. this evening. How are you, God, sir? It's a tropical little shirt. You settle. All right, relax. I got, you know, the, I got some sunshine, so the pigments start to glow again. I'm glistening, so I get it. People are going to start to realize you know? you're Hispanic. Good They're going to start getting excited. This, this, I, like I this. Honestly, God, <laughs> I, one of my coworkers are just like, Joe, you're, you're, you're Hispanic, right? Uh huh. And she just goes, white people think you're Italian. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like it was instant. I was so, I've never been so happy in my life. Like, yes, this is who That's I am. Yeah, like they guessed it. Like just not like, first try very proud but i would have been like what if i was like yeah i am italian italian you know you know what with that shirt and the beard growing out and now a little bit of tan you're starting that you could you could play max Payne in max Payne three you're getting there you're getting there you've got that look to you i moved to brazil (laughs) because i maybe killed my wife i forget how the story goes i'm real depressed about it can i say something nice about luke for one yeah. second, yeah, yeah, we dog on Luke a lot, and I feel like it's affecting him. <laughs> I feel like we're it is. If, if there's someone that's right about to write a note that we should talk off a cliff, it's probably Luke at this point. We've been dogging him a bit, and you know what? He has some good takes every now and again. So I'm not gonna throw shade at Luke because I know he's been going through it with this whole. You know, hearing uh, in the congressional floor, he's getting nervous oh, about. So I just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's hearings going on. He's he's not at work right now. It's not like he has exactly. to do anything during the day. So you know, <laughs> friends are on trial. Tough, it's very tough. It's very tough laying by the pool while we're working. Tough life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, little y- y'all are dogging on me for being so pale and pasty. I was literally at the pool sunbathing. Uh, you know, enjoying it. Can we just talk about the boys season three dogging on Lindsey Graham? I, I well, I haven't got I haven't gotten to that part yet, but I just turned it off to start the show. So good, uh, such a good season. It's a quality <laughs> season. What's a quality yeah. season? They really like they like the thing is with the first two, they were just like they hang on the on the deaths a lot, you know, the yeah. gruesome. But season three, they're just like we're not gonna. You guys know this by now. <laughs> yeah. You're now normal with this because you're freaks like us. We're not gonna hang on it. It yeah. makes it even more visceral. Yeah, it does. Yeah, they're not it they're does. not pulling any punches. It's good. Yeah, it's a li- one part got me a little bit, and I was like, ugh, didn't like that. But but otherwise, the boys is so great for a thousand different reasons, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. Uh, you know what uh, I love? I love video games too. I also love video games. We're going to talk about video games tonight, but I want to say hello to uh, Mr. James Suddy in the chat, who very specifically said uh, that Ainsley Bowden ignored him in the last episode, and Ains. I, can you just 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 do me? Why why is, is this? A, you're you're eventually you're actually gonna make Suddy think that I have some sort of problem with him. 
I don't know where if this is a long con. You do. You were telling me about here. it just earlier. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So you don't. They're, they're, they're conning you, man. They're conning you. Would never. He I would never. Uh, Sonny has a spare kidney to give. He said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> What's up, Graham? What's I up? I really don't Matt think you'd want it. <laughs> Mr. Valdez and Captain Logan also in the chat. Good to see everybody. <laughs> now Mo's Guys, pilot on me. What is going on around here? Good on it, Mo. Good on it. Pick Thank on the you. old guy. Pick on Thank the old you. guy. Oh goodness, guys. Uh, we are a few weeks removed from our live episode of us reacting to the Xbox Bethesda showcase. After that, of course, we had uh, the Capcom showcase. Square Enix uh, gut punched every single Xbox fan in the nuts. Uh, you know, twice over uh, for, for emphasis. Dragon's Dogma 2 was announced. And of course, we'd already had the Summer Game Fest. Guys, there was a lot of gaming news from the time that we recorded last to this one. And it's a lot, as some would say, to unpack. <laughs> yeah yeah we got a lot to talk about uh it's it's almost so much you don't really know where to begin because there's so many games and different things to to touch on um by the way sarko's uh looking fresh with the tan joe see we're right. all we're all we're all seeing it man we're all seeing this it. is normally how i look like when i step a foot outside it's nuts <laughs> I lay at the pool. No, honestly, I, outside. <laughs> I wanna I wanna stress two things. One, out of all the showcases, out of all the games, the first question that comes to mind is why did Kaliso Protocol win Summer Game Fest? Mm-hmm. And then second, why are all Xbox quote unquote Xbox, would you? Whatever the, the slang Actual you want to use. Yes, yes. The fanboys. Yeah, I Losing don't understand the ups the 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 obsession. Well, the, the they're losing yes. their their goddamn mind. Yeah, I I agree with you. And let's hold that topic first, Joe. Let's go back. Oh, to whoa, us whoa. as we reacted yeah. to the Xbox Bethesda showcase because all three of us were rather lukewarm on the subject, and on our respective yeah. shows, we talked mm-hmm. about how we came around mm-hmm. in our own ways to really being quite pleased. With the Bethesda showcase, can you guys recap? Let's start with Ains on this one. Will you recap why you think you were maybe in the doldrums? Was it us? Uh, and then maybe like what kind of turned it around a little bit to, to up your liking of the show? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think everyone knows that trying to do a show with the two of you is rough to start with, right? Gotta so be. you you, you try be. to push through. Yeah. You know, you, you you drink a lot prior. And you try to push things down. You know what I mean? It's 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 a lot of it's a big ask. It's a big yeah. ask. So, mm-hmm. you know, I did my best in the situation. Um, but no, in all seriousness, uh, I think we talked about this extensively on Bitcast, and I, I think it's expectations. I think we we kind of started to touch on it later in that show. Is that last year we pretty much all agreed that the show was really good that Xbox did, and I think that last year's show was more typical of what we were used to in just our mindset of E3 showcases, meaning that it combined a ton of games and different footage with big trailers, reveals, and big IPs, right? Now, what it also did is it threw up teasers for games that are three, four years away. And Xbox has now decided to shift without telling people ahead of time. And I think that's where the expectations comes in, that this show was going to be everything that you can play that they're targeting, of course, in the next mm-hmm. 12 months. And when you're in the middle of 
the pandemic and a bunch of major delays and delayed development to then say, we're only going to show you things you can play in the next 12 months, obviously limits the scope of what you're going to show. And in doing so, they shifted what the show kind of was in comparison to people's mindset for what an E3 showcase is like. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, despite the Starfield, despite the Redfall, despite the Forza, which, you know, are their big games that we knew were coming and that we would see and that generally I think showed really well, you had a lot of down periods. And it was in those down periods where the three of us were like, what is going on here? You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. And so I, I just think it was expectations. And as I came out of the show and reflected on it and I started to think, OK, 99 percent of this is Game Pass uh everything's next 12 months uh and then you start to take into context of the audience that xbox is trying to reach right they're trying to to broaden their global audience we've talked about Mm -hmm. this a lot on this show um and different regions and having a game for everyone and being able to play games on your phone or any device and your xbox and through the cloud when you look at it holistically and you think Mm -hmm. they had 90 minutes 15 of those minutes were basically starfield so in 75 minutes they showed like 34 games that mm-hmm. really kind of reached across all genres and all game types mm-hmm. and majority of which was gameplay. Um, I think you have to step back and kind of applaud them and just say, that's a damn good show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think one point that Travis has made just to, to end on this point is that what Xbox needs to do now is stick to their guns. Don't move again based on feedback, stick to the 12 month thing, because what will happen is as, development catches up and all these studios that we know xbox owns or you know these big games that are in development right as that catches up the next 12 months every time they do a a june show will actually have probably you know at three four five blockbusters in it along with a bunch of other games but you have to stick to it now Mm -hmm. um this was going to be the rough one because you got to set reset expectations and you got to deal with all the delays but as things start to accelerate again the show should get more akin to what we were used to seeing previously. That was a lot to unpack. It was. was. Now, Joe, Joe, do you think that the sticking to the 12 month thing is a good idea? Yes and no. Um, So to me, the Xbox showcase still is, it was a good show. It wasn't a great show. It was, it wasn't for me. And I, and I feel like stepping out of it, I've been listening to more and more podcasts going, yeah, it was good, but just not for me. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's going to be, I think, Xbox's new issue to kind of work on is like, okay, so you're going to have games like Sea of Thieves and like Fallout 76 now that are going to have these yearly patches. Do they absolutely need to be at the showcase? And if they do, for actually how long though, right? Mm-hmm. Or could you have these you know side events going hey this is a show to update on our you know games and service games type of stuff right um or just have them have their own separate events um that's that's the one i think hurdle that as more games become games and service or live service games or as more studios have these types of games that they're going to have to kind of adjust how they setting that messaging out forward the other thing is you know they spoke to a rather global audience so you know europeans are going to probably be tuning out of a lot of the league of legends stuff because the league of legends stuff is really really big in like places like south korea where 
you know, it's maybe not as big here in North America or Europe. So like there are things that they have to kind of adjust and have what Ains said, you know, expectations set and readjusted. So for me, it, it, it was more like, we don't need to see any more Fallout 76. We don't really need, as much as I love Sea of Thieves, we don't need to see more Sea of Thieves. Um, those games can have their own showcase, not showcases, but their own little mini events, like a Nintendo Direct or like a, you know, state of play almost, and maybe have it so that it's more concise, where it's it, it's focusing on what it needs to show you, which are the games that we haven't seen yet or want more information on that haven't come out yet, that unreleased stuff. That's what I feel like they they need to do forward. It's a I, I think you know Ain slash Travis is right here. It's a great readjustment, um, but at the same exact time, I do miss the well. I wanted to see more Fable, <laughs> you know. Like I, yeah. I, there are games that are like the pie in the sky that they will have to actually showcase those games early because they need people interested in the product to apply to those studios. Mm -hmm. um, so like, yeah, you still need those games that are far away. Um, I don't think like the only a year out is actually realistic, but I do think will be a, a happy medium where they'll show something that is maybe a little bit far out. And right. most of the stuff is, you know, 12 so we'll so, I'm going to cut you off. Well, the, <laughs> so 12 to oh. Go ahead, Ains. Go ahead. No, I was going to kind of set you up because I, I obviously want to hear your thoughts too. I mean, kind of, um, but I want to hear your thoughts too. But um, we did a uh, we did a special um, uh, roundtable on this exact topic, and one of the things at Season Gaming, um, and one of the things we talked about, and I want to throw this at you guys to see what you think is, we kind of like the twelve month thing. Joe kind of uh, touched on one of the things, which is if you're going to do 12 months and you're going to have things like Sea of Thieves, Fallout 76, and these kind of live service ongoing games, right? Why not? You have this extended showcase. And the 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 view on the extended showcase seemed to be pretty positive, right? So we what we talked about was why not condense your show, showcase, as Joe said, down to maybe 60 minutes instead of 90, right? Focus on 12 months, but focus on things we haven't seen before or new gameplay reveals, what ha what have you, right? Do your extended showcase, which then includes all your live service updates, right? So your Sea of Thieves, your Fallout 76, your, your Halo, Gears, State of Decay, whatever the hell's coming down the road, right? And then throughout the year, instead of Xbox trying to save everything for this kind of E3 model that we've grown accustomed to over decades, right? Why not? Because you have so many studios and so many projects. I think at last check, someone told me Xbox has 57 projects in the works. That's a lot of games, right? Mm -hmm. Why not do a monthly Xbox Live for like an hour or even 30 minutes where you just talk with a couple developers from one studio about one game and give insight to it throughout the year? Um, and so you kind of keep your fans engaged at these projects that are ongoing and it would give some insight to development. But when you're talking about the big showcase, right, that we wait for in June, it would be more focused. I'll stop talking now. So I, I like the, one a month, I think, is too often for it to be special. And so uh, I don't know that one a month is the right is the right number. 
but I do appreciate the idea of of more frequent updates. The problem with those like updates a, is that like a behind the scenes on one game, the one title. It would be just talking to devs, like you know, not like a showcase every month. One title, how it's going in development, a peek behind the curtain type thing. Let me That's pause too you much on that money. one. That it feels, yeah, it feels like it's a lot of of work and effort for those involved. But I not I, I like the idea behind it. I want to push back a little bit on the idea that they were spending too much time on current projects. I didn't get that vibe at all. See if Thieves was gone in a flash. Uh, I don't even remember the Fallout 76 stuff. Where, like, as I jotted down everything we saw, see if Thieves w- was nestled in between Ravenlock and Diablo 4. Um, but I felt like like I got bored during thing when we saw things like Light Lightyear Frontier, Naraka, Pentiment. Pentiment's where I really was like, all right, I, I'm done. Um, and it's, <laughs> I remember when that came on the screen, we were like, what is happening right now? It, yeah, that is such a bad game to show at a showcase because it's made by this legendary creator, very high uh, high talent level coming from Obsidian. That's the game you need the deep dive on, and it needs to not happen in the middle of your high octane showcase. You know what yeah. I mean? Because um, that's slow. I, was, I, I agree with you. I was going to say, I showed that trailer to my wife who doesn't game. She's not a gamer, right? Generally, mm-hmm. we play horror games together. She loved it. She's like, oh, this looks really cool. And I'm like, okay. But I completely agree with you, Luke, that despite that's not the game that's a showcase level game. Right. And that was really where I came down. I like the idea of a 12 to 18 month showcase because 12 months is too short to keep investors happy. And PlayStation does something very well, which is having you look forward to the next thing. That to me is very, very exciting. Like knowing that there is something great coming down the line. I like that about PlayStation's marketing. And I was very pleased when I saw Xbox start to do that with things like Fable, Perfect Dark, uh, Avowed, etc. With the caveat of saying like, all right, now I need updates here and there. And I think the pandemic really messed up a lot of their plans with that, right? The cadence of showcasing uh, mm-hmm. some of those projects because work from home hit when a lot of those things really got announced. Uh, so I think that's part of it. But I agree with the sentiment of putting live service stuff that does exist within their ecosystem into a showcase extended. I like the idea of more shows, but one a month, I'm not sure I can I can get behind. I can't get excited for one a month. When there's a state of play or a Nintendo Direct, the communities around it get excited because they're fleeting and they're excited. They're new. They're like, oh, is there one? This is there one? Is there one? And it's just announced and bam, it's happening. But I think the industry would tire of writing the article of, Here's another month where they showcase this and whatnot. Um, and not for nothing, I, I come from a bit of a bias on this one, given the nature of XEP. But there are several shows like mine as high profiled as IGN's Unfiltered, all the way down to indies like myself, where we do have developer interviews on all the time. And that's not always what people want. And that's just the reality, mm-hmm. right? interviews and, and deep dives aren't always what people want. Sometimes they just want the games and the showcase to say, Hey, that's what I'm excited for. Joe, you, you had, you made a face when I noted that. What, what were you thinking? Yeah, no, it comes down to like, yeah, the, the interviews are, are cute, but I do think what people do want to see are those deep dives on, you know, on Starfield. Like I would appreciate those dev interviews, but that takes so much time and, that takes devs away from their work and that's just a whole lot of production and editing that 
that they have to do that I don't think is like conducive to actually paying paying dividends for for the long for the long haul. To me, it's it's having those quarterly updates. Uh, you know, Nintendo does it, PlayStation sort of kind of does it. Um, and I think that's where the sweet spot is. Is also like, hey, here are some games that are coming out, you know, in the soon to be future. Um, or here's like with the state of play, here's like a you know, a triple uh, a, a third party showcase that we're we're having. Like set expectations accordingly and just have little chunks where you can showcase indies better than you know, like uh you know a, a showcase can, you know. So for me, right. that that's kind of where I fall on it. It's just really mainly on the production end. Uh, that I just don't see the once a month thing actually feasible. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I like this comment from captain Logan and I don't know that I agree or disagree, but I want to read it. I think the trouble here is that there's a triple A expectation. And from what I'm hearing and Microsoft is showing games that appeal to more than just that they're breaking down what's indie and what's triple A. And he does make a, a, a really good point there. And that Microsoft was showcasing games that were not just your bombastic triple A high octane, uh trailer but down to your your kind of sub teams your your smaller teams your smaller games which you would probably classify as double a or indie within the the scope of the game right like i would i would classify battletoads as an indie style game from a few years ago in the mindset of what i mean am i am i translating well yeah 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 yeah. and i I think it ties back to 12 months right And, and global audience um while the AAA games are obviously going to be the ones that many of us, like I said, it's, I don't know. I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's expectation. We're used to these showcases yeah. being the AAA showcases. It's what we've mm-hmm. grown up with our whole lives. And let's be honest. I don't think neither of like the big showcases, like the summer game fest or X or, or Xbox. I think Xbox a bit more. We're like the, the huge, here's all the AAA games like that, that we know that we, you know, realize our or 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 our memories have uh, of of God, words are escaping me. Of you know, back in the day, right? Like you're not getting your 2016, you know, Year of Dreams PlayStation event like like right. we used to. So like, for example, like that Summer Games Fest was a lot of CGI. It was a lot of ideas and a lot of teases towards things. And I think the games that sh- struck out to us more were where we actually got to see gameplay. That's why, to me, Kalista Protocol is the game of the show for all of it because it showed you the concept of what this game is, and then they showed the execution of it, what this game is going to play like, and it didn't waste your time. Same with Redfall. Like, to me, Redfall is, you know, they showed a little bit of gameplay. They showed a little bit of cinematic. You know now what that game is going to be be by looking at it and i think that's what we're missing and i think it it's not that xbox wants to readjust expectations for the next 12 months and that's the future of these i think they're readjusting your expectations because again the pandemic has a now has clearly affected game releases and schedules and teams where they can't just break down vertical slices anymore and and show them off because I, i i guarantee you if this wasn't happening at the moment you would have seen 
the more bombastic stuff and in, in, in not a pentiment, which isn't a bad thing that like these big companies like to me, Pentiment, though not a game for me, it shows that Xbox is willing to take a bet on, you know, one of their bigger studios or that we perceive as bigger by going, hey, go out there, do a little indie, sh- you know, this shindig. Like, like this, this, this looks totally different and smaller in scope and it's unique that we've never really seen before. I like when these big companies take, you know, chances on small, weird games like Stray or like we are like, what is it? OFC. Right, like mm-hmm. these small little Very niche common. indie projects that will get berated by fanboys, but I think true people that like video games will maybe actually take a chance on. Yeah, and that's you know, it, it always feels like it's funny when we sit and do these post shows, right? Because it always feels like sometimes, you know, I would hate to be in the position of organizing these shows because it feels like a no-win situation at times. Um, you know, when they come out and, and you talk about um, you know, some of the PlayStation conferences we always reference from your point, Joe, to kind of the mid 2015s or the you know the mid decade there where they came out and they would show like you know six huge things or something but then you know nothing would release for three years and it's like people get incredibly excited about that but then others are saying well why are they showing me nothing i can play for two or three years so then xbox last year pretty celebrated show like i said but the Mm -hmm. think about what the commentary was in terms of negatives for that show it was we didn't see a lot of gameplay too many trailers and some of these games aren't coming out for years so what do they do? They come back the following year. They say you'll be able to play all of these things. Most anyway, we know a few will get delayed, but you'll be able to play all these things next 12 months. And it's going to be more gameplay than we've ever shown. Mm-hmm. What do people say? Man, I wish there were bigger AAA things and some of their future projects in the show. It's like it, <laughs> yeah. Xbox is probably like, well, come on, guys. Like, what are you doing here? Well, I think if they yeah, were to watch have- a show like ours and watch us react, it's clear why we were disappointed at various points. But they did have a lot of AAA. I was more sold on Redfall than I'd ever been before, thanks to what we saw. Callista Protocol and Summer Game Fest, I was in. And I wasn't in before, right? Uh, I'm not a huge horror game player. Uh, Ains, I think you and I are playing the same horror game right now to be talked about next week. Um, Mm. But like, I'm not a big horror game person, but I was in on seeing gameplay of Callista Protocol. I was in on Redfall thanks to the gameplay that was showcased. And when people like ourselves watch those showcases, I think it could have done with a bit of editing, but they had a lot of great stuff, trimming down a few parts of it. And I would have been really pleased with a lot of elements of of that show. And um, I've even come around on games like Diablo 4. Like I'm cautious because Immortal is out there and and ruining lives. Uh, But (laughs) I am excited for Diablo 4. And I'm... Greatly appreciative of. I can't tell. You two are both talking to people off screen. Something wrong? I'm not talking talking to each other. I'm I'm actually just joking that how could you not be excited for Diablo 4? It's like. Oh, oh. Oh, no. I just, I never, I always liked it, never loved it, but I'm coming around on it. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm excited for it. And that's an interesting. I am happy that as a friend, every week you give me another bad take and, and that you, you are really fighting for joe's crown like i mean you're competing at a level that i just said i was coming around on it and i like diablo 3 but it is funny though like like at the same exact time i think this showcase is is again very good because i am gonna play diablo i am gonna play overwatch 2 right like redfall looks great i'm sorry guys i'm probably going to 
Yeah, Forza looks great. I'll play 40 minutes of that and go, ooh, wow, look at pretty <laughs> colors. And that's no disrespect. I just can't do any type of racing game. GT was the same. But, like, even with Starfield, I'm not going to play that game. Just looking at it, you got to really convince me at this point. Wow. You know, no, like, that game you're not a Bethesda RPG, place. guys? So, Joe, I used, I... Like, Skyrim was great. Fallout 4 was massively disappointing. And to me... Uh, that that's too much game, and I don't like the used cars salesman pitch that uh, um, God Howard gave. It's like there's a thousand planets, and don't worry, you'll know which ones are procedurally generated so, or not. It's like don't like that. I, so I wasn't. Joe, a fan I think that. you'll change that tune because of Game Pass. I bet you sure. try it. I bet you try it because the hype will Take be there. Dip. Everyone will be excited. But I bet you. I think go. that there's going to be a lot of commentary that's happening right now around Starfield that is going to be looked back on as hilarious in a few years. Mm. I hope. I hope too, because because Cyberpunk burned us. Halo Infinite. People are saying that still. We had a good argument today, which we'll talk about later in the show. It wasn't even an argument. It was a discussion that we had in the show. It was an discussion. argument. It was an argument. And it um, was fair and it was a fair one. And I let a... you two have this impassioned thing, and I was just doing my job because that's what mm. I was doing. I don't again, have a, again. I, I I don't like when we say. Uh, Hold, let's not save just a, that for a minute. S- okay. Well, okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah I've got this comment one. sitting on the. Yeah, screen. I want to so get we, to Yaz up here. Go okay. ahead. You you read it. No, I, a couple comments I want to get to actually that people are saying. So uh, Yas had said this showcase was an eight and a half. Had gameplay, showed off exclusives, had huge announcements, and gave gamers what's to come in twelve months. And I think that's perfectly I, fair. Agree with you. Yeah. That's where yeah. I stand now, having yeah. reflected. That's exactly where I stand. Me too. I don't know who this Xbox expansion pass guy is. Uh, it's weird. I don't even hey, want to. Read. You know, if I'm using my XEP budget to to promote, uh, <laughs> Indies carry the weight, man. And that was what Joe was saying at the time. And Indies have stepped up as they always do. They always step up and take care of gamers. And, and that's just yeah. the coolest part. We're all playing yeah. Shredder's Revenge right now. Dope. Amazing game. Congrats yep. to Tribute Games. So good. Dash says, uh, one extreme or another is not the way. How about 80% next 12 months and a few teases to look forward to? Boom, perfect conference. Um, I like that. I like that as well. I I have to imagine that's been done before and still face complaints. Uh, It's not like we're reinventing the wheel with that comment, right? Over 25 years of conferences. Dash, I thought you made a great comment. No, it's it's a great comment and I agree, but I'm just saying like, I think my point is no matter what these companies, not just Xbox, but any of these companies do and Keeley and everyone else. Sure. There's conferences where we think are really great, but there's always complaints um, mm-hmm. one way or another. I don't know. That's just. Me. Yeah. Uh, you pull you any other one you want me to pull up? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. I do. Um, I do like the the aspect of. No, I, okay, so I was thinking about the, the live aspect of it. Summer Game Fest was live. Uh, Xbox, I believe Xbox was pre-recorded. Uh, it looked like it was pre-recorded. Was it not? Either way, yeah. the, the reason I bring <laughs> that up is I want them to be available. They have to find a way. The gaming industry has to find a way to deliver this content in a, in a way that is going to be shown in 4K to as many places as possible because we are now at the point where a compressed stream does a game a great disservice it was very noticeable to me when i went back and looked at the 4k stream of starfield versus the compressed thing that we watched right and that is we we there has to be sorry i'm sorry i totally cut you off can we put hassan's comment up there 
so I am actually responding, and and I was making okay. a point in chat about it. So yeah, so Joe, and I know you commented on this. So yes. um, I also have something to say on that. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. let's do this. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I'm going to read it for audio listeners. So Hassan says, uh, I honestly don't know why people have issues with Starfield's thousand planet plants it says plants is on planets uh you have five or six handcrafted and the rest for those who want to explore and do a bit more so i uh, i had i had a lot of beef with some people like like tom henderson put out the side-by-side -side comparison when ig one was like there's a lot of people it thinking hilarious thinking that the i like the no man's sky comparison to you know starfield they did like a side by side you mean side. a very good comparison that they curated a trailer that looked exactly like no man's sky and they and, absolutely and deserved that henderson, it, it did for eight like, seconds you're right and tom henderson did one that was side by side <laughs> but the problem with tom and a lot of people that have problems with that critique is we know what forza is and we know what trucking simulator is we have no idea what starfield really is we know right. 15 minutes of starfield right mm -hmm. so like to me when people are like those comparisons are lazy no that's what we're working with Agreed. so like it look i'm sorry as someone who has a very outside look on on no man's sky i've seen no man's sky i've played no man's sky and there are some similarities between the two so the only thing that i can have is the 15 minutes that they showed me of starfield which were very similar things that i did in another game that i didn't like that's a fair comparison. Until Starfield comes out and it shows me it's nothing like No Man's Sky, I was an idiot to think differently. That's what I'll think because my mind is simple and I we draw the comparisons, you know, naturally. So to me, you know, the reason why I have a problem with it is simply put, the reason why Skyrim is so special is because all of those caves were handcrafted. They had a team of people making these caves, right? The reason why Elden Ring is so spectacular is everything is intricately designed, right? Every that catacomb, like that, that, that honeycomb design that I always talk about on the trophy room that makes from software special. It's all just meticulously crafted. So when we just put everything to an engine. And just go, hey, figure it out. And before this engine couldn't figure out loading times when you entered into a room in Fallout 4, it doesn't have me very optimistic about what this game is capable of in terms of procedurally generated planets. So, like, that's why I, I'm i not on board with that philosophy or that way of thinking. So um, it's just I want that handcrafted feel because that's what makes the game special how, the, how many planets from no man's sky do you actually remember so here's so, the okay. problem with your argument joe okay. you started your argument by saying the comparison's valid because we're going on what we know and then yeah. you proceeded to make a bunch of generalizations about what the thousand planets are like you're not going on what you know you're going on assumptions. i'm i'm going off of the knowledge that i have with bethesda and how they design things that's an assumption you just said we don't know what this game is based on experience. Based on based experience. experience, that's a, that's yeah. a, that's a little bit different than a blind assumption. Is all I'm saying. It's an assumption based on experience. I think. And Joe, I'm not defending you fully, but but an assumption based on experience isn't isn't quite the same thing. I think it is very much so. Very. Let much me ask on, this then: If you're going to okay. say that, right? Sure. Then. If you're going based on experience, 
The only thing Bethesda has experience with, as you reflect on Skyrim, and everyone always goes back to Skyrim for good reason. They but if you reflect it, on Skyrim right? and Fallout and Morrowind, and yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Okay. So if you're okay. going based on experience per your argument, the experience is that things are intricately designed. Again, you're assuming that all these planets are procedurally generated and bland and boring because that's what the internet has told you over the past two weeks. There's well, literally no, that's nothing. Todd Howard. Todd Howard like literally said, "You'll know what what planets are procedurally generated, and which ones aren't." And that's his words. Did he make that statement? Uh, you can. That was that was find, in one of the interviews. If, if you can find that statement, because I have not seen that. Sure. Well, but that's I, that's all. That's all I'm gathering from it. So, like to me, I'm looking. Sure, jumping from assumptions of I've experienced procedurally generated. I'm not wowed by it. Um, I'm going off of. You know, what made games, open world games special to me is when they're handcrafted, thoughtfully placed things that get me interested in that world, right? Which Skyrim did perfectly. And then I take a look at what the knowledge that I've seen, what I have from from Starfield versus other games that look similar and going, eh, I'm kind of good. I'm out. So, so let me, let me uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Luke. Sorry. All right. First, Yaz, Joe, Joe's not being a, a Sony pony on this at all. I, I don't know if you're joking, but I don't think that's okay. where he's going in this one. Um, Guys, but, real talk. I, I, I have a PlayStation. Uh, let me break this nonsense. I have a PlayStation show. All right. I play on multiple consoles. Let's 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 get that bullshit out of there immediately. Just, I don't think I have an Xbox mean. controller next to a PlayStation controller. Let's settle. I play them so, equally. All right, let's go to the thousand planet aspect of it and the procedural generation. Um, ACG, I, I wish I could remember his words more aptly and describe what he was saying very well, but he brought in comparisons from games like Elite Dangerous, and there's another very popular go explore the universe type Eve game. Eve Online? That's, that, that might be it. Eve, uh, Elite Dangerous, and No Man's Sky as comparative elements, and mm -hmm. the amount of distance might be the right word, but game that you can cover, right? Uh, curated versus procedural generator, ge procedurally generated. And I left having watched his video far less concerned about the thousand planets than when I initially heard it, because like you and many, mm -hmm. that to me really bothers me. I'm like, Oh, that's too big, too much. Right. It's a Witcher three problem um, in some ways where the scope is scary. Scope can be scary. Ains. I think that's a fair thing to say. Scope can be scary. Now, when Just you go maybe. to, yeah, I, I think that's a fair statement. I mean, you talk a some, lot about, yeah. Yeah, uh, people with time or you know, they don't have the time on their hands or the mm -hmm. uh, content that's generated on FOMO elements. But nonetheless, <clears throat> when we look at what what Starfield chose to show and chose to say, I don't I get really frustrated when even in our own chats, Ains, when I see people say, like, that's a lazy comparison. It's not. They chose to show you mining a wall right away. They chose to show you walking in a spacesuit sure. as you would. And when you see those things and people joe or otherwise um have nothing to go on but that comparison it's going to be made it's like the breath of the wild comparison it's the staple for open world exploration right or wrong i don't think it's a lazy uh comparison if it allows people to understand it and in many ways it really did look like no man's sky and the onus is on bethesda and thus xbox to change that mindset or embrace it accordingly um, I myself even got excited. I went in and played some No Man's Sky. PSA, don't ever do that. They have uh, 16 point achievements all over that thing. Don't do that. That's that's a do they move. really? It's such a yeah. It's hard, terrible. Oof. Um, but but 
I will also say that it can't be dismissed as a no man's guy. And I don't, that bothers me too, right? When people are dismissing it as such, we still don't know truly what Starfield looks like. We saw some cool stuff in there. Uh, We saw some things that people got excited about people that some people got like swayed to and from, but the onus is on them and they've done a lot of talking and not enough showing out. They showed in this one, but they've got, I can't tell. Seven days. 21 hours on halo infinite all right sony pony if it was on playstation i'd love it get that shit out of my face <laughs> i don't think so was, stupid uh Touch pull up your sea of thieves ones. we play that a lot too Ooh, um, sea of thieves yeah okay uh nonetheless i i wanted to really point out that comparison uh element ains because that was on them that they showed stuff that i mean like the character looks like he's from no man's sky but a realistic version right i would think yeah. that one was I would think that he's one's a, a cartoon a, version of that. Not in a spacesuit. How different do you want him to look? Like the spacesuit I mean, very similar. But but here, the here looks again, similar. you just went down the same path. So here here's I, I'm not again, I want to be clear that I'm not like overtly 18, 18 days, eleven <laughs> hours and Joe, let it thieves. go. Let it go. I just Joe. hate it. I just the thing I hate is like if I have something critical to say about Xbox. I'm a, oh, it's a PlayStation guy. Of course he's going to. If I see something remotely negative about PlayStation, oh, he's just an Xbox in PlayStation clothes. Shut up. You're annoying. You make this space suck. I don't think he was doing that. I hope he wasn't because you triggered me something. I was going to say, you're, you're, getting, you're getting a little aggressive. It's a shirt. It's the shirt, guys. It's the he's shirt. got it's the the shirt. Con- it's the angry the confidence, shirt. The confidence has risen up and now he's angry at the world. Um, where was I going? Um, so Hassan, you think, made, a, you think I'm excited for 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 Volcano High, whatever that teen dinosaur drama is? Gosh, because Joe. it was on PlayStation Showcase. Get a grip. <laughs> Concrete yeah. Genie was a six. All right, I'm good. Seafood's a great game, by the way. I just had this sitting Seafood's here great. for some reason. Um, yeah. I have two. Are we showing games that we're yeah. playing? I have two of these Vengeance Editions sealed, just sitting here. Um, anyway, I'm getting you. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm scared. I'm scared. No, it's just constant. It. It's just constant. Every comment section I'm ever in, I know. and I say I know. something remotely that that is just remotely just a criticism or remote <laughs> criticism. People are like, it's like relax. <laughs> yeah, I th- I don't think I think he's. Uh, he hears it too much is the point. The opposite. Um, All right. Okay. So back. let me no get to some of Hassan's comments. So the, the problem with the direction, and now it's going to be lost because we just tailored off for five minutes. But Yeah, I'm sorry. Again, so, <laughs> Luke, your, your point about the, the trailer, like I understand what you mean, right? They showed him landing. They showed him mining. They showed him creating a ship and all of that. It, we know currently in the space as No Man's Skyish. Mm-hmm. That's fine. The problem is, again, is that I can't tell where your argument lies here. Like, Joe, like you say, we're mm-hmm. going off of expectation, and yep. then you make a bunch of assumptions. And mm-hmm. you, Luke, you said you're you're going off of expectation, or excuse me, you're going off a of base of experience, but then coming back and saying, we call it No Man's Sky because that's all we know. It's like, well, if you go based on experience, to your point, and you know what a Bethesda single-player full Todd Howard team RPG is the last of which was fallout Four, fallout three Skyrim oblivion, etc. You can go on experience to know what this game is going to play like. 
And if you know what this game's going to play like, and you got a, you pretty much got a hint of that because let's be honest, it looked like Fallout in space, right? Um, Whoa, that's hey, that what is that? That's an assumption. Uh, that's yeah. a comparison. Well, it looked it looked like that, but my point being, well, well, it looked like No Man's well, Sky. It looked like No Man's Sky. <laughs> no, but. <laughs> <laughs> we got him. We lawyered him. No, you didn't. You didn't. I because don't know again, why you would say it looked like Fallout in space. Because you're looking at RPG mechanics. You're looking at combat mechanics. You're looking at, uh, in, not intelligent, but you know what I mean? Kind of uh, conversation-esque yeah. NPCs and different quests and dialogues. Yeah. None of that is in No Man's Sky. None of it. So immediately the comparison is silly because it's a far. it's obviously a far different game. Um, the other point going back to the thousand planets thing is that people seem to forget. I think this is going to be almost a cop out. I know that before I say it, but let's be honest with ourselves. These Bethesda single player RPGs are different. They've always been different. Mm. There's not many games like them. There's a reason that Skyrim is freaking 11 years old and still gets played and still sells every day. There's a reason that games like Oblivion are cherished. And Fallout 3, et cetera, et cetera, the list goes on from this team. And that's because they are developed in a way that is very different from most games where you can go in and you can create the experience that you want to have in that game. They are built in a way where you can do all kinds of wild stuff and your experience is going to be different from mine and mine's going to be different from Hassan's and everyone in chat. Mm -hmm. The reason a thousand people... The people who enjoy the Thousand Planet aspect is because they've already announced that mods are going to be there on day one. Mm -hmm. um, and what you can think, if you start to extrapolate the ideas around shipbuilding and base building and hiring crews to resource gather, right? It allows you to kind of create this almost dynasty across space, across different planets and different um, ecosystems and biomes, etc. Like if you just imagine you open your mind to the possibilities it may not be for mm -hmm. you right you talk to me about building and resource gathering i'm, I'm already tuned out i'm bored like yeah. i don't want to do that right mm -mm. but there will be millions of people who do there's tons dan dan said that he built for so long in fallout 4 he broke the game because it couldn't keep up with the resources like it would drop really? like five frames and he was over so he's the one person that utilized that but see that's the point that's your assumption right yeah. millions and millions and millions tens of millions really of people play bethesda games there is a core community for these big rpgs and what this game is looking at doing is basically giving you the biggest bethesda sandbox they've ever created and saying go do whatever the hell you want mm -hmm. um, and i think that's exciting so i think until if the now again if the game comes out and we play through the story and the story's lackluster and you go to two planets and the thousand are barren and they're badly procedurally generated. All these things that have been assumed. I don't know why they've been assumed, but they've been assumed. If that happens, then by all means, I think the community will go, what the hell did you do? Like, this sucks. Mm. But I don't think it's fair to, to put those criticisms on the game just yet. In my opinion, I'll I stop ranting. That's fair yeah, enough. No, you, no, I think it's a really good, good argument, Ains, and you make a very good point about the mods being open from day one. And in all likelihood, Starfield's going to have legs that extend very, very far, well past release. Uh, man, it's a, it's funny we cannot see, we can barely see the dog, but whatever Ains is doing, it's quite fun. 
I'm trying to get know, him to jump up so he can say hi, but he's too dumb to know what the hell's going on. The modded element of it is absolutely the win, right? Yeah. Like that's that's the win for the long term benefit of this game. Um I'm gonna play well, at least let me rephrase that. At this point in time, I think that I'll be playing a golden path scenario. But I would have said the same thing about Elden Ring and been justifiably very wrong. But to me, the random exploration element doesn't appeal to me at this time. And that's where I have trepidation on a thousand planets. But I, I feel less of it uh, the more I hear. And I think the onus is going to be on them to sell it to someone like me. Uh, and and cheers to them for that. They do have a lot to prove as a, as a publisher or a developer, though. And I think it's silly that people pretend like they don't. Their games consistently launch buggy. Fallout 76 was... Uh, an extreme disappointment for a year or two years. And it's not like they're hitting their release dates. So those are three kind of big knocks against them that they get a lot of credit like Nintendo. They get a lot of like, Hey, it's okay. But sometimes I think it's a little bit too much uh, uh, of an afforded leeway. Yeah, like when there were reports of like, yeah, this engine's still rough. And we're like, well, come on now. This is just reports. And then it gets delayed. It's like, hey, maybe those <laughs> reports, there's some weight there. Um, it, and to me, the you know, um, w- when I take a look at Starfield, the only thing I'll add to this is like, I've what I've seen looks like a game I've already played and not interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm hearing from you now it has me slightly more interested, but... Call me when there's a Macho Man Randy Savage mod, and then I'll go play. Because <laughs> as much as I love Skyrim, and I really do love Skyrim, it's one of my favorite open world games. Um, I have not been impressed with that team since. I did not like or enjoy Fallout Four in the side. and I kind of feel like that is what I'm like. Also, getting with like Cyberpunk, which it's like maybe I just don't like RPGs that are like first person shooters. Like when I'm like where these guys kind of feel like bullet sponges, mm-hmm. kind of you know uh, that that kind of felt like that in Fallout Four and in in Cyberpunk. So maybe that's why I'm not blown away by it. If I could swing a sword around, I'm all for it. But maybe when I get the blaster in my hand, that's that's the thing that's really putting me off. But that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah, and it's kind of funny to your point, Luke, as well. That you know we we hear that there may be issues with uh, getting the game out on time. It gets delayed. And then we get the Todd Howard showcase. We were all expecting and you saw the hiccups, right? It wasn't super smooth. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's frame rate issues and things like that. And if that's, that's obviously the best they could display it right now. It it needs work. So we'll see. Uh, I completely agree that Bethesda games always have um, uh, enough issues at launch. Uh, I was just saying, and, uh, Sark was pointing out that Skyrim is a much, much better game now. And, if, you know, now it is for sure. I don't think anyone debates that. But let's remember that Skyrim was also one of the highest rated games of all time. Still is yeah. from launch. Yeah. Um, they would eat your PS3 save constantly. That's why the only reasonable version to play was like either 360 or PC. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Yeah. A lot of issues on PS3 back then. But um, yeah, I, I mean, this this is one of those games that has the the weight of the world on its shoulders. Um, and when it releases, there's going to be love and criticisms from all angles. And it's going to be a mess. And, and by a mess, I mean the social space about it is going to be a mess. Um, yeah. And I just hope that, I you know, I, I, I prefer to be positive. I hope it launches well. I hope it's not super buggy. I hope it 
fulfills the single player RPG promise we all hope. Um, but we'll, I, nothing is guaranteed. That's for damn sure. Well, I can guarantee it's going to sell Xboxes. That's for sure. I think I think that's going to happen. I think um, it's going to make PlayStation out of business. And we could all cheer that day. Um, well, I'll tell you what, PlayStation's riding high right now after what happened to Xbox this past week. In a in a week where we got all this megaton news with Riot Games partnering with Xbox brings up to Game Pass with Persona, a huge PlayStation franchise arriving into Xbox. Never saw it, it coming. It it was only it was only some three four five days later that PlayStation delivered the blow through Square Enix that Xbox shall never recover. Dead. Oh my god. Dead. Guys, Dead. Square Enix absolutely hates Xbox and they <laughs> refuse. They refuse to put Final Fantasy 7 remake uh and rebirth seemingly on that platform. Can I tell you watching the fallout to this was freaking hilarious <laughs> because First of all, Square Enix, they they, they were kind of douchey in the way they presented it. Here's Crisis Core Remake, and we're making Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, but only on PC and PlayStation, and really yeah. just PlayStation to start. It was a weird, weird week. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is, you know, I think the the narrative around this has obviously been kind of all over the place. Um, I, I don't know if, it, I forget who said it or who I was talking to that made a good point. It might have been Travis, actually, that he was pointing out, and, and obviously... A lot of the Xbox only guys have pointed to the year timed exclusivity on the packaging, right? Um, but we also need to remember, I think the point he was making that th those contracts have a lot to do, right? And they're they're very specific about how things are ordered and everything else. And what he speculated could have happened, which I just knowing the way these contracts are, could be very plausible, is that when Square signed this deal with PlayStation, the plan was that um final F final fantasy 7 remake one would have a year exclusivity on playstation then it would come to pc and xbox or what have you um but their development time for rebirth uh and other and part three now that it's a trilogy right might have been planned to be a lot shorter when they signed this contract um and knowing that they've now obviously COVID hit we know we don't have to rehash that for the hundredth time um, but knowing that I've now learned this week and been educated by a lot of commentary, uh, that this is like, it's not simply a remake of Final Fantasy VII. It's a whole new game and a, and a sequel and all this stuff tied into one. That development has gone so long that there could be something in the contract that essentially says like part one can't go to competing consoles until part two has released mm -hmm. or something like that. There could be more to it. And they made the assumption that this is a timed exclusivity for just a year. Right, because they were thinking, okay, we'll have part two out next year, no problem. All other things happen all the time in development, and maybe now there's something else to it. I, uh, I think the long story short, the long-winded way that I've already now covered for four minutes, is that there's probably something else at play here that's stopping the game from coming to Xbox. Not just that Square Enix hates Xbox and hates money, because. But you do think that's part of it, right? <laughs> But because, uh, you know, there's there's a there's something else at play for sure. Yeah, I I think the the reactions to what we saw may have been better than what we actually saw. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, like I really did enjoy Final Fantasy 7 Remake. It's my first Final Fantasy game that I actually beat uh, because I know, guys, this is maybe come to a shocker to some not really being into Final Fantasy. I know this. Oh, but you play playstation i know you know what why 
Because you, you never played the good Final Fantasies. That's oh, funny. yeah? Which ones are those? Four, six, and nine. There aren't any. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> oh, I like Luke's answer hey, more. I'm not a Final Fantasy. It's a stupid fan. franchise. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I'm looking at that. He's got... Yeah, all right. Keep going. Keep going. He's got no, beautiful please, glowing hair. It's just this dumb Here's franchise with his stupid sword and his hair is triangly. And like back in the day to play it, you had to click. Do you want to run? Do you want to attack? Do you want to defend? Do you want to take a potion? Up, oh, your turn's gone. It's over. What? What is this? What is this? Dude, playing yeah. it on hard mode is no joke. I that that <laughs> doesn't even sound like fun to me. Um that being said though, like the game looked great. Like rebirth looks like good. I'm all for it. But like the reactions that people got afterwards were, were just like, guys, they never promised you anything. That's like the they part never set up the Yeah, they never set on the edge of the box saying coming to other platforms. It did. It came to PC. There you go. <laughs> Contractual obligation fulfilled. Um, and to me, you know, uh, seeing some people's reactions of like, how how could they have done this to Xbox? Uh, and does Square Enix hate Xbox? After Square Enix, you know, put Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers on Game Pass, and both games are doing great, from what Luke's saying, Avengers are doing great. On yes. Game Pass, like, they don't. There's just something in the way of this deal. Maybe that's Sony. Maybe Sony was just like, hey, you know what? This franchise or this set of games is so, you know, renowned or known for it being on this platform that we don't want to let it go. Fine. Like, that's their obligation. That's all right. (laughs) Like, it's business, right? Like, am I a big fan of, you know, the Activision Blizzard deal? Really, that kind of blows for me as as someone who wants to play, you know, their all their Blizzard and Activision games solely on my PlayStation. But it's up to Microsoft. They bought it. It's their money. It's now their IP. They get to choose wherever those IP lay. So, like to me, this was just such a obviously business played a part here. So who cares? At this point, to me, it's like if you wanted to play Final Fantasy VII remake, you probably would have played it by now. That's the yeah. that's the part that gets yeah. me is is it's one of those if you really love Square uh, Enix games, you probably have a PlayStation. I mean, there's plenty that are over on Xbox, but the reality is, if you wanted Final Fantasy VII, you would have a PlayStation. Just as the reality for me many times is, if I want to play the best superhero games, I'm probably going to play them on PlayStation right now. You know, that's just mm-hmm. part of it, and. I didn't like the the delivery of the, of the messaging. I thought it was very weird how they announced the remakes and then they some of them were going to mobile and PC. Like the delivery and the messaging is a little muddled. But at the same time, anyone that's crying foul, like somehow uh, Xbox fans are so slighted, I would point them instead to, to saying, "Look at the riches that you just in, you just got with the entire Persona franchise. Look at right. uh, the all all of the." the Activision Blizzard love that you're about to get into your platform. Look at the Riot deal. And then look at what Game Pass has offering you in the JRPG category that it wouldn't have had five years ago. I mean, all the Yakuza's were there. Kingdom Hearts made an appearance through there. They're working very hard to bring that genre in. And if anything, Microsoft has shown, and this was pointed out by by many people over the last few weeks. This is not an original idea, but but I'm bringing it in. The Xbox is demographic branding it's so far removed from its uh dude bro call of duty doritos yeah. and mountain dew right. so far gone is that Good. mindset 
Um, agreed, good, but it's still, it took it a generation, right? Yeah. And I still At don't least. know where they are now. Yeah. I still don't know what defines them now. They would say it's play, <laughs> uh, everybody plays and we all win kind of thing. I yeah. don't know that they're there yet um, until they deliver on that full cadence of Game Pass, but, but yeah, I agree. It's, it's pretty, so, pretty cool. So I agree entirely with you guys on this. Um, we so did it. I, well, all three of us we are as in cast co-op agreed. <laughs> so I agree entirely, but let me play devil's advocate because I know there's probably some people watching or gonna watch, but I know this is a thought in the mentality because there was a huge debate on our Discord the other day, season gaming discord. And Eric uh, Game Positive, who writes for SG, he was making the point uh to someone else. So someone else said the exact same thing you just said, Joe and Luke, right? Eric was making the point, and I want to see if you guys think this holds any weight that even though it wasn't specifically said it's coming to xbox right that generally speaking in the industry when there is a timed exclusive agreement right that is specifically advertised as a timed exclusive agreement typically you can expect the game to come to the other platform at the end of that agreement and even if it doesn't usually the company will at least acknowledge or speak to the fact that hey we don't currently have any plan even if they're not planning on it why haven't they just come out and said sorry we're, we're currently developing this this and this and Final fantasy right. 16 and other stuff and we just we can't do the port to xbox right now but we'll we'll be looking at it in the future his point was the sheer fact that they haven't even spoken about it or acknowledged it is very different from what we traditionally see in the industry you make a good point and often as well that's what eric said not me Oh, well, Eric makes a good point there. And, and I'll also note that with those timed exclusivity deals, I don't like them very much. Uh, more and more. Nobody does. Really. In, in, yeah, we, we and I get that it might help some projects finish, like they get funded to finish their yes. projects. We've talked about that on our show. But like Inside was meant to be this grand Xbox exclusive. Went to PlayStation. Good, right? Tunic, amazing Xbox exclusive, went to PlayStation. I still think that's good, you know? Indies that are that are often featured in timed exclusivity, unless it's helping them finish the project, I don't like that. Um, I, I really appreciate when games are multi-platform. I don't, I don't, I guess I'm just, it's not to say that I'm over-exclusives. That's a silly statement. I'm not over-exclusives, but I don't like when my, when I or my friends have to make a tough choice on a mm. game right fall guys was just celebrated for coming to xbox today and it's got cross progression that's huge yeah. and switch awesome too. and yeah. switch as well yes correct ah, sometimes i forget that nintendo exists <laughs> can i tell you all that <laughs> that's, that's a real thing yeah. that happens to me i got i just got mario strikers it's sitting over there i forget sometimes maybe you want to return that do i is it bad yeah, apparently Sean was just like, it's got the Nintendo bump. There's no way this game is an eight. <laughs> There's no way this game oh. is a seven. No, I, I talked yeah, to Travis. Fun. Travis reviewed it actually for IGN. Yeah. I don't know what he gave it. He said the gameplay is really, really good, but it has zero content. There's yeah. like, he said you can go through the entire content of that game in like an hour and you're done. So unless yeah. you're playing with kids or co op or something. There's not much to it. Did, did Travis cash his, cash his Nintendo check? Is he rich now? <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, Dylan, works. Dylan in the chat said, uh, <laughs> I just want to comment on this. Did you all people, did you all see people complaining that multi-plat games at the Xbox show didn't say they were coming to other platforms? 
Um, as if when you see them at other shows, they don't say they're multiplayer. It's just part of the marketing. When PlayStation yeah. does a show, even if it, we saw their third yeah, party that's showcase, state of play. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was all third party, yet it just said PlayStation. Xbox is the same. Nintendo's is the same. It's just obviously they're not going to advertise for the other platform. That's that's a common thing. Yeah. yeah. It's disappointing um, sometimes when, when you see people take that narrative and run with it. Uh, but I, I also know... I'm sorry, I misspoke. It's disappointing when you see that narrative. And then I also wanted to note, uh, Captain Logan was saying something about uh, JRPGs. Maybe it was, maybe it was somebody else, JRPGs. None, they're all the same, same because it's um, right. Well, I was noting that I don't like JRPGs very much and the idea of exclusivity being good or bad. And if you think about the future, a lot of Western RPGs are going to be Xbox exclusive. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that either. You know, like that's good for your Xbox community and that's available in a lot of places, PC, cloud uh, and console. But still, like that's a lot of talent to be making Western RPGs that will be exclusive to a certain ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, well, it's not funny. It's just a nature of uh, preference. Right. But I, I generally play on my Xbox more. And that's generally because my favorite Xbox franchise is there, inclu- <laughs> including Halo and Gears. And there's plenty of people who generally play on their PlayStation more. Right. Um, or Switch for that matter. Again, sorry that you do exist. Switch. We love you. Kind of. Maybe. Um, Nintendo fixed, fixed, the years ago. fixed the online. What are you doing? Come on. Yeah. Um, I'll see you when Splatoon 3 comes out. <laughs> but my point was going to be that um, if you prefer, you just made the point a few minutes ago, Luke, that generally speaking, again, if you prefer Japanese role playing games, it's pretty widely accepted that you need to be on PlayStation because that's where they live. Even the ones yeah. that are on Xbox also live on PlayStation plus others. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just that Xbox is going to be the opposite. They're going to be the place for Western RPGs. And personally, I'm a much bigger fan of Western RPGs than I am. Japanese role-playing games nowadays, so sure. that's perfect for me. But it, it just, again, just p- own all platforms. It's so much better. Just it's so much all. easier. Be rich. So Message from better. the white guy in the top corner. Be rich. That's right. <laughs> Hire some interns to do your own goddamn job. Never take a sick day. But it's great. <laughs> all right, let me back that down a bit. <laughs> to, 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 Luke, to Luke's, to your other point, though, we do live in an era where games are more accessible than ever right like when we were growing up i'm trying to back out of this as fast I'm as i can he's back pedaling <laughs> uh chugging chugging i'm sweating um but, no, <laughs> but when we were younger right you had genesis super nintendo turbo graphics and there were a ton of games that were only on yeah. one right mm-hmm. nowadays the vast majority outside of first party exclusives are on all platforms and more accessible than ever and on pc so i mean it's we live in an environment where it's better than ever, but still, I mean, it's still going to happen on occasion. I mean, yeah. I, I often think yeah. it's just the platform of Twitter and podcasts, like people like us, you know, like what we yeah. see versus the actual mindset, because to what we are consistently taught and never seem to learn is that all the systems are doing very well, right? Every month we're seeing good news. Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. PlayStation is about to go under you guys. <laughs> really? So it- in, in all seriousness, yeah. I uh, I know where you're going, Luke, and I just want to comment. So I I I think I mentioned this on Bitcast. I don't know if I mentioned it here, but I did a one of the features we did for our, our patrons. I did like a huge deep dive on all three and their financials. Right? I don't mm-hmm. know if I mentioned that here or not, but it, it. When, when when you look into it, right, and you really get behind all this nonsense that happens on Twitter every day, 
and I went through all the revenue streams and all this stuff, like each of them are posting record profits. Um, and it just continues. Like if you look at PlayStation's growth expectations for next year, it's absurd, like yeah. absurd. Xbox is very similar. Nintendo is uh, a little different because they're getting long in the tooth in the switch. Right. So they're, they're investing in kind of the future, but it just adding to the point that yes, all three of these are not going anywhere and they have plenty of plenty of money. Yeah. Now that said to get back on the final fantasy, like exclusive timed exclusive, we, it, it, that's also working on an assumption. Yeah. I'm learning not to work off assumptions that just because company A, B, C, or D says, eh, you know, <laughs> the only time will tell doesn't mean that company G F Y whatever has to do the same either. So like, AIDS, I think you're right. It's probably something happened with the production of this game, and now it's like, well, we're already pretty long in the tooth with with this production. We kind of want to get this out the door, and then we'll start porting it over. And let's be honest, all those people saying they're going to boycott Square, going to purchase those games in droves or download them on Game Pass or whatever, right. so they're fools anyway. But you know, to me, it's also like, you know, nobody ever said Tunic was a timed exclusive. I'm going to go play Tunic on PlayStation in, in September, right? Um, so to me, you it's like... You just did yeah, that some... with the Game Pass game. Turtles. That... You're platinuming Turtles, and yet you could just... Yeah. You had to, you paid for it, but yeah. you played it with us. You play it every, every time I you know, play it with so us, you're on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And again, I'm about to platinum that game. I'm playing it on Game Pass. I'm enjoying my goddamn life. Um, so like, yeah, just, I, 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 I feel like... Just timed exclusive. I, I understand the frustration because we've assumed and we've been kind of trained that it's one way, but to me, it's like they never said it, so they don't have to, they don't have any obligation to do it. Yeah. And I get it. Listen, to me, they are leaving money on the table because that's a great game and I want it to be experienced everywhere. But also, something also tells me there's something going on behind the scenes, guys. No, I All definitely think there is. It feels like there is. I'm okay with that. They, they, I, uh, they yeah, danced. I, I think at the end of the day, I mean, what we often forget, we we take things personally um, and people take things personally. In this like I did day. 20 minutes ago when I was frustrated <laughs> at the 15th comment of today. <laughs> it's just so I'm so tired of it. But but <laughs> like every day, every day I get it. And it he's still going, Luke. Is he still he's going? going. <laughs> the guy wasn't even going after you. No, I hope he wasn't. We're getting we're getting to your comment, Yasin, in one second. But I was just gonna say that every day, like people take decisions that these companies make personally, and you you can't do that. It's it's a business for all of these companies. None of these companies are your friend. They'll treat you like you're your friend. They'll Aww. talk to you on Twitter like they're your friend. They're not your friend. Like no, <laughs> like they're just companies, guys. So like Aaron Greenberg follows me on Twitter, and he does. Oh, he not follows follow me Luke too, Joe. Twitter. Interesting. God, it's so not he fair. He is my friend. <laughs> what did I not do? 77 <laughs> developer interviews nothing anyway uh, listen, um, that's my trigger <laughs> and um, you know what i didn't appreciate your alt account because i don't even know who sent the thing at me i just saw red i'm like this is <laughs> so uh going back to the conversation yasit said the playstation showcase had a similar feeling that the xbox showcase has had which is that the most wanted or hyped games are coming in 2023 yep. and the only the only thing i'll say because i know luke you said you wanted to comment on this i think is um, the only thing I'll say to that is just remember that's anecdotal, right? We always like to remind people that 
what you see on Twitter, what you hear on this podcast and the podcast we all listen to every week is a drop in the bucket of the actual gaming community, not even a drop. It's like invisible. Um, so when yeah. we say things like people were really hyped for that showcase, but not this one, it's anecdotal. You're looking at a huge, huge minority of the people who are buying and playing these games. Yeah. Like, um, I forget where I said this, but like when we take a look at like, who is the biggest, you know, video game content creator, you know, that, that focuses on, you know, PlayStation, Xbox, or, or just the stuff that we, we cover here today. Um, they're considered a mid to small tier creator in the grand scheme of things. Um, so that's, that is something we also have to take a, take a look at, uh, you know, it's just like how, yeah, Twitter isn't a real place. So maybe let's not give it all the oxygen in the room when we're we're talking about stuff. But it's it's good to dismantle those type of uh, thoughts because sometimes it feels all consuming. Like this is just all it is is negativity. Um, so that's just something I want to point out. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, but I, I do think there is something realistic in that we've seen major big titles get bumped out of this year. And oh, yeah. this is the full effect of what work from home did. A lot of companies were able to shift resources and get certain things out the door. And now you're seeing stuff that wasn't close enough for that window to happen. And now we're seeing the full effects of it. And in, in only this aspect, I think that's kind of a good thing in only that mm-hmm. aspect, people are able to catch up and, and play play stuff they might have missed or see value in games they may not have tried before and take advantage of the lack of the the biggest grandest thing and that that, that, again that's the the gaming specific benefit of it right does that make sense i would like to i would like to pull up dash's comment here he says i shook aaron greenberg and phil spencer's hands we're not just friends we're blood brothers. <laughs> I, I think uh, FanFest fully converted Dash and um, and Kevin oh. into uh, Xbox now. They're just full oh Xbox. Yeah, they don't God. even. They actually. Did you see their NXS video where they took an axe to their PS5? Uh, wow. Yeah. Oh. So brave of them. So yeah. brave. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. heroes, really. I uh, honestly, I'm offended by Ains's comment in the chat. You all know that's my trigger. I can't get the senpai at Xbox to notice me. <laughs> hundred and some odd episodes of XCP. I've had the, the Xbox execs. Oh, is God. he back on this, Joe? He's it's, going it again. It, it. it makes me so frustrated. Listen, um, I tried to get Shuhei Yoshida on our show. He unfollowed the trophy room. How dare he? Shut up. Did he really? Yeah, yeah he did. He did. Yeah. Are you serious? It's probably, yeah, I think you all, you know what it is? Twitter unfollows people like sometimes. So that's probably it. Or probably he's uh, just like, who are these guys? No, unfollow? Are you, are you going to, are you going to mention why he followed you in the first place? Um, yeah, because we, we, we harassed him. Why was it? Why, why was it? We harassed him. We were just no, like, hey, follow us on Twitter. No, that's and not what I happened. I asked you, Ains, I go, Ains, could you retweet? And he did. And then. And then what happened? Us. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But, uh, Although I'm sorry. So I hate PlayStation. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're going to get away from my trigger. So I don't have a, a Joe level rant <laughs> showing my phone to the camera. Um, today, today. Uh, we had an argument in DMs, and and Joe didn't read much of it. Ains, you wrote a lot, and I read some of it. Um, we debated yet again about the reception to Halo Infinite and games being out for. <laughs> We're gonna a long do this. Time. Yeah, that was yep. uh, that was a good topic, bud. 
That was a really good topic. All right. We got go. 15 minutes to go. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, the essentially uh, the argument and, and Ains jump in as I as you need to on this one. The essential argument was um, Ains being a diehard Halo fanatic and defending and laying his life on the line, laying Come down on. for on broken glass, so saying you, you, that nobody you've ever you've should already messed critique up. Halo Infinite because I you're not a good enough fan. I love Halo. Behind me, my room is adorned with it, but I think it's fair to be critical of some of the shortcomings that Halo Infinite is having. Uh, and and Ains, you said absolutely not. You think you threatened my life, actually? For yeah, he did. Halo. Yeah, yeah. He did. I threatened, he said, I threatened, threatened to understand. put you. In, I threatened to put you in the sun if you keep it up. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> so you don't understand the connections I have, you fool. That's what he said. <laughs> so tell me, Ains. I can really DM Phil Spencer right now. I, I mean, can, I know you can. God, it makes me so. All right. So tell me, friend, uh, in all seriousness, you, I, I was lamenting, I think, the lack of, of content, the frustrations with the store have been more and more have been yes. mounting more and more for me lately. Um, and I'm genuinely frustrated by what is an otherwise gameplay wise fantastic experience with Halo Infinite because I love that game. But I'm frustrated by where we are on yeah. June 21st and knowing that where we're going to be post post showcases and where we are expected to be by November I'm frustrated with Halo. So tell me yep. where you at. Um, so it's not that I don't agree that um, there are issues with delivery. In fact, I would say that by and large, nearly everyone agrees with that, right? In fact, I was talking to some others today who love playing it and have a ton of time in it. And so I'll use Pampa as an example here too, because Pampa has even more time in the game than me. So I think I'm closing in on 300 hours. I want to say Pampa has 400 plus. Or no, I can check that. mine. Come on. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> here, here's the point, right? I, all right. Let me let me back up. So Halo Infinite has been out for six months officially, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, multiplayer came out in November, right? I was going to say closing in on seven for multiplayer. Okay. And it also has the benefit or should have had the benefit of learning from other live service titles. Um, yes. 343 is a big studio. A lot mm -hmm. of people. Um, it's very clear that they underestimated the amount of time and effort and dev work that goes into maintaining a community and live service. I don't think anyone's arguing that's not clear, right? Right. Yes. I think the argument, the counter argument is that for whatever reason, none of us can say definitively, none of us have a silver bullet. None of us are game devs, right? For whatever reason, it has happened to every single live service game. Everyone pick one and name it, the same thing has happened. So just out of curiosity, I went back today and I looked at Sea of Thieves because I know you guys love that game. I looked mm -hmm. at Apex again, and I've done this in the past. You can talk, I mean, Destiny is rife with issues with delivery, right? Um, and Fortnite was the same way, bland mm -hmm. for hell. They stole the Battle Royale mode. We know, we know how that all went, and that took a while to get into a good cadence. Warzone is a mess right now from what I hear. I'm not a big Warzone player, but they're literally rebooting it later this year. So, and that's some of the biggest studios in the world on Warzone. I'm mean, you're talking like six studios that work on Call of Duty. But anyway, the point being is that I think it's still a little too early. I know it's seven month post-release, right? But when you're mm -hmm. talking live service, seven months is not a long period of time. Um, if you go back and look, Sea of Thieves didn't really get into a cadence of delivery until year two. It was 13 months before they had their anniversary update, which was considered when the game kind of relaunched. And then 
over the past couple of years, as you know, they've apparently done a really good job. You guys know better than me. Apex in six months had like two character ads. That was it. You're playing the mm -hmm. same map, same people, same everything for six months, right? So if you well, take, I mean, Overwatch, the drought. Overwatch, has another another like, example. What is it? Yeah. 36 months without an update or something like that. So yeah. Logan says bullshit. That's fine, Logan. Why don't you go look at the dates and then you can leave chat and I'll talk to you later. Um, oh, oh, AIDS is getting it. I'm AIDS getting mad getting now. Um, <laughs> but the point the being, right, seven months is, is no amount of time in the live service arena. And right. I think in terms of what they have delivered, it hasn't been spectacular. No one's saying that, right? But we've gotten maps. We've gotten new game modes. The armor maps, selection. Three game modes? And no, land they, grab, did three, they did three game Spartan. modes in season two. Okay. So they did, uh, you've got land grab, last Spartan standing, team snipers, king of the hill. Team snipers. That's, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you're, you're saying what was, uh, that's fair. I mean, what you've added since launch, but I mean, there's, there's several. Sure. Um, yeah, you've had the, the, the maps, but the other point to take into account here, right, is not only is seven months of time, not a lot in the live service arena. But people often forget, and again, 343 should know this. I'm not making excuses for them, right? Like, you knew what you were trying to deliver with this game, right. which the scope is ridiculous. But um, it has a fully-fledged campaign, right, uh, mm -hmm. that is widely celebrated. We know what the reviews were for Halo Infinite and its campaign, and, you know, Great widely campaign. celebrated. Yeah. Yep. You Maybe have multiplayer. <laughs> you have multiplayer and as you know forge is in testing right now which the leaks are starting to come out and people are starting to realize holy shit this is has more than we've ever imagined it would have well yeah because they they basically bit off more than they could chew right mm -hmm. <laughs> in in the timeline here so we think, I, we think. fair yeah it hasn't <laughs> been delivered yet so yeah. yeah and they they still have a lot to deliver they've got campaign co-op forge getting to three month seasons right mm -hmm. so again i agree that it hasn't been ideal it's pretty clear that there's some issues behind the scenes there's a reason joe stoughton was brought in there's a reason it didn't hit its original launch date right all that's clear what i'm simply saying is seven months isn't a lot of time for live service look at every other game that launches a live service and compare and you'll see that not much is delivered in the first six months and if we get to 2023 right end of this year beginning of next year and season three comes out and it's three months and we get a look at this what is it tatanka mode right the br mode from certain affinity and we start to get more um uh game modes and, and other things delivered i think halo infinite is going to be just fine and i i'm fully confident that long term it's going to be just fine now if we get to 2023 another six months another eight months and we're like a year year and a half in and there's still six month seasons they're still kind of the same content we're getting right now, then we have a much, much different conversation. But so, I, I just I just still think I know it's six months, seven months. It feels like a lot of time, but in live service, go. it's not. So hold on, Joe. Let me let me note this. The the crux of the argument was not that we disagree on those points. I think it was the frustrated frustration that they had the ability. And they demonstrated the ability within a, a Microsoft ecosystem via Sea of Thieves, via Gears of War, to, to showcase good battle passes and progression levels. And they had the roadmaps to do that. Uh, not the, no, uh, the blueprints to do that. And seemingly they did not. They did not execute on that evidence by 
two six-month battle passes, multiple event changes by store pricing issues, by currency things. And they've adapted quickly on some levels. On others, I call BS when they say that they're being transparent and adapting. I think there's too much strife there. But my the question was asked also was like, well, Luke, did you play Sea of Thieves in the first year? No, I bowed out and I waited until Sea of Thieves hit after its year. I waited As until did most people. Yeah. And and a fair point. And I can look, I can point to Avengers where I did that, Destiny 1, uh, where yep. I did that. Um, multiple a- live service games. Apex, I did that too. I loved Apex at launch. And then after like a few weeks, I was like, See, we we stayed in Apex for a good bit. Um, just just our gaming group did. Uh, Joe, mm-hmm. Kevin, and I. Um, but I'm real good we, at Apex. Yeah, we we are in on Halo still, playing it regularly despite the lack of rewards and things to to progress because the gameplay is so good. But it frustrated me that they had blueprints within their own ecosystem that they seemingly didn't follow. That's the part that really bothers me where I'm at. Yeah, so my my frustration with 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 Halo isn't like oh they'll get it eventually. I hope they do. Uh, you know, and, and and when we're trying to measure successes of of Halo, it's like what is Halo like? Do we want it to be like right next on the Twitch page and next to like Fortnite or League of Legends? Like that's probably not it. Um, so like, what is success for Halo look like to us? Is is to the individual? My frustration with Halo is. You had a game called Sea of Thieves that is in your ecosystem. That is, you know, one of your brother slash sister studios, right? Go through all the learning pains, what it takes to make a games as service game, whether how many updates happen in year one or not. You had all, all the advice that you could ask, and it seemingly they asked none of it because, like, the battle pass is a mess. Battle pass isn't good. Progression doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel rewarding. Yeah, I don't agree. Um, the battle pass is a mess. I, I don't. I know you guys have said that, but I don't, I don't know think what you mean me- by that. I don't think it's so, a mess, but the core customization and the length of time are two problems. Bam. Well, the time, the time. Yeah, I mean, we know that, right? Yeah. No one wants six months, but yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, it's a hundred level battle pass with cosmetics. I mean, it's pretty much what every game does. So the reason why I the re, why I don't like it is the way you level up in that battle pass. The challenges, it just aren't great. Yeah, that's, that's what fair. I mean by a mess. That's fair. Also, yeah, customization. Let me customize my Spartan. Don't give me these like what colors I can or can't have my Spartan. That is frustrating. I know they're fixing it, but too much red. Why not the game? There's yeah. so much red, and there's so many good. <laughs> Palettes, they use <laughs> other colors. I want blue. I want There's green. Other colors. <laughs> Give me a purple. But like that—that's mm. my frustration. It's like they saw this studio go through all of it, and they were just like, "Hey, maybe could you could you tell us how you did it?" <laughs> and then and it seemingly was none of that. That's my frustration. It's it's you know I understand you know see if he's had a lot of time to improve upon itself. And because it's not under the scrutiny like a halo is, um, we kind of like shoo-shoo it away. But to me, I, I would argue that like, yeah, Sea of Thieves did have content, a lot of it in the first year. I would argue to say that Apex, yeah, if we want to look at a broad scope or whatever, like only two heroes, I think it had a lot of content at start. I think what we're looking at Halo is we're looking at a game that's coming into you know, before Apex, what other battle royale games were there? Fortnite and PUBG. 
Well, now yeah. we can list off a dozen of these games just yep. on the Twitch page alone. That's Halo's problem is that it is not, you know, five years ago. It is now. And now you have stiff competition because like Forge Mode is great. All the content that they hopefully come out with in November, that all sounds great. But Call of Duty is right there. And Call of Duty had a hype train around it right now with Modern Warfare 2 um, being so beloved and them seemingly taking a lot of care with it. Uh, Warzone 2 is coming out later this year, right? So like you have your competitors that are out there, whether Activision gets, you know, is owned or not by Microsoft at the end of the day, those competitors out there are hungry and you have to make a strong argument why you should be played and not that other one. So that's, that's really it. You don't want to be battlefield. Yeah, I agree. agree. And I, I think that that's the biggest problem. I I don't necessarily agree with the sea, the thieves comparison, because you're talking about drastically different games, right? Like, a delivery for Sea of Thieves, not to downplay what Rare's done, because you guys tell me all the time how amazing they've gotten um, over yeah. the past few years, which is awesome. Uh, is, but uh, but you think about um, game. that's great. I'm sorry, yeah. Sorry. yeah. Um, but you think about the the competitive sense in in Halo and all the tuning and the HCS and all these other things they have. Like I said, scope is a major factor here, but that doesn't take away to your point, Joe, which I agree with, which is you have other examples in the industry, and we know that you know, all the industry kind of expertise and all these people, they're a very close knit group across these studios. There's no reason why you couldn't have had certain affinity in there helping you earlier on. There's no reason why you couldn't have learned from respawn and what happened in apex legends early on, or, you know, Fortnite or all these other games we've talked about Um, because there's plenty of examples nowadays. And that's why I kind of said it's, it is bizarre to me still that in 2022, we still have live service games launching that are just barren for that initial kind of you know launch period whatever that is um so i completely agree on that front and we're not going to talk about battlefield that doesn't even hometown yeah, hero uh he I, says I, it exists it does it does it i mean <laughs> I hate really. yeah. the one guy on that server yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i will i wanted to i saw logan really passionately going after after you ains on the sea of thieves comparisons but i want to note that I appreciate the the amount of updates that games like Sea of Thieves and and I know you guys will <clears throat> really back off on this one. Avengers has had a ton of those too. Like we're dropping, we're getting a new hero next week in Avengers. Jane Foster, it's a whole new thing, and they're getting a new, they're getting massive updates. We're talking about the stuff though that is is impactful on a level that brings in scores of new players. If I was to equate this to to Avengers, it'd be the Wakanda expansion that got people to check out the game. Joe booted yeah. that game up. The anniversary yeah. update got people in Sea of Thieves to check it out. The no build mode in Fortnite got people to check it out. BR will do that for Halo Infinite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're not talking about just some cosmetics and simple updates, um, yeah. which is all we've gotten in Infinite so far, right? That's right. the problem. Um, but again, if you look at some of the things we're talking about, that's all they were too. The the big updates are, that are more substantial, to your point, Luke, I'm agreeing, are are further and farther, further and farther out. Uh, yeah. And Dano also mentions Halo MCC, which still to this day, I'm not sure I've ever played a game at launch that was as messed up as that game. Yeah, um, that and was it, a mess. <laughs> and it's now people don't even realize it's nearly eight years later. That game came out in 2014. Um, now it's probably, in my opinion, the greatest collection of games ever made. I mean, it's yeah. absolutely incredible what that game has done, but it took them years, you know, to get to that point. 
Yeah, yeah maybe I would second best in Cowabunga collection happens. Yeah, maybe third because yeah, Mass Effect collection exists. Great collection as well. It's true. Great collection. Two. Somebody is the buy best. that helmet from me. God, <laughs> waste of money. <laughs> Just sitting in there. All right. So listen, I you told got you what me to off do with the cliff. It, yeah, you're I told right. you what to do with it. It's Just put it away, away, and when the new Mass Effect comes out, sell it, profit, move on. You're right. Mm, yeah, no, I only wear it when I'm having sex with Luke's mom. So listen, <laughs> you got me off oh the God. cliff with Starfield. <laughs> um, yeah, fine. I'm not a Sony pony. I've proven it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I still have doubts. It's just, I, I literally got rid of 15 comments in just my YouTube section today. <laughs> so I know I want to interrupt you, yeah. Joe, but I, one of the sure. points I forgot to make was we still play Halo all the time. All the time. Um, yeah. Play the and, and that's because, as we know, right, the, the core design mechanics, the core gameplay, the fluidity of it are amazing. The sandbox is amazing. Um, and that foundation is there. Could you imagine? I'm not trying to back up any Halo. What I was going to say is, could you imagine if they didn't nail those aspects? I mean, good God, True. it would be yeah. literally 343's building would be on fire right now. Yeah, they yeah. should have. They would have. 343 building. <laughs> yeah. They should have. Yeah. yeah. They, they nailed so much. I think that's the frustration. And it comes mm -hmm. from the anger that I have. I mean, love. Love makes you do crazy things like the anger i have comes from we play it ev almost every day do we play halo and and we have a blast with it it is so much fun but it bothers me because every single game my spartan doesn't quite look the way i want because i can't get the right the i can't get the right palettes or i can't get the right this with that like i still don't have the like, shoulder i want on my halo reach core i just want yeah. noble one's shoulder on my and like little stuff that they said Carter, was, yeah, Carter, yeah, yeah. I thank you. I yell all the time. I was telling Papa we were playing Halo last night, and I said the one thing that drives me crazy is I don't have Carter's goddamn shoulder unlocked. Right, that's and the it only drives thing. me nuts. And it says it's vaulted. When it, it was never available. I agree. You know, I don't little know stuff. Yeah. Little stuff like that frustrates me, and and I get frustrated when I see store prices hike up or kick back up, and they call it a rare item. When it's like, yo, dog, I can't even see my character except in the precursors. At least in Fortnite, when I buy a bundle for 20 bucks, I get all these little elements that I can see throughout my game. And there's a value to that. So I if can I'm make willing my Spider Man spend, do a flip. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm willing to spend money in Infinite. Uh, that's not something that bothers me to do. I will spend money in games. I spend money in Sea of Thieves regularly, Fortnite regularly. I like supporting the games that I love, Avengers regularly. Yeah. But when they stop me from doing so, or they they make it difficult to justify, that bothers me because I if I have the income to spend, and I'm not a whale, and I want to do it, there's an element to that that that, that gets me. I, um, and just to just to add, because you you say I never criticize, I think I've shown I'm. I've hope I've shown yeah. I'm a That's little more example. balanced than normal, but I'll even add that they've had some unfortunate issues throughout that should not happen. They've yeah. had bugs release as part of updates that shouldn't happen. Like the last update that they just, well, the last update fixed a bunch of bugs from the la the prior update. The prior update had bugs like grenades exploding more than once. Like mm -hmm. how does that happen how? in a competitive Weapon shooter? jamming. Weapon, which happened, I play ranked, right, with Pompa. Mm -hmm. Funny enough, he's in the chat. And it'd be like, click, 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 and then nothing would happen. And you die. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm going to lose my damn mind. You can't like, do that. You know now. what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
that that kind of stuff just can't happen in a game that is this you know it's up here right halo is held up here right or wrong i think right it needs to be held up here mm -hmm. um it, you can't have that stuff happen so i think okay. between expectations not being met and oh i'm sorry i completely forgot i let me get to this comment this is a few minutes ago now but uh yasa said i think halo gets more scrutiny due to launch delay and some of the expectations that joseph Stoughton gave gamers every three months new content etc in retrospect it felt a bit just disingenuous and i think that's fair it, mm -hmm. it does yeah. and and they have come out and he has apologized and they do live streams and you know they do the right thing from a transparency and communication standpoint still doesn't fix the problem at the end of the day so. but is it really when those problems still like persist that, that's and, the point right like and now, yeah now it's at a point where you gotta you gotta show you gotta show up but like enough talking right like i appreciate mm -hmm. the transparency we always talk about that and i love the updates i love their social team i think they have a lot of good people there right and keep doing those but you have to deliver the next six months for halo are critical in my opinion um <laughs> So do y'all ever get sometimes I, I worry this is true about a lot of things, even outside of gaming, social issues, wanting to be critical of elements and fear of the backlash that could come with it. I think it's frustrating when I and track me on this because I'm I'm trying to be sincere here and I don't want it to sound disingenuous. I get frustrated when I so vehemently appreciate the anti-crunch model, but when that's introduced <laughs> as justification ahead of bad news. Yeah. I sometimes get frustrated when I see when I hear it from a smaller studio or a mid tier studio, or even the first few times on a major studio, I'm like, yo, it's cool. Take your time. When I hear it on the flagship fran uh, franchise with the, the biggest and the highest budget uh, studio consistently, because three, four, three has consistently done that. Um, and I'm not a 343 hater, by the way. I think they made the best Halo to date. You know, I think they've made two of the best Halos to date in 4 and in, Re in Infinite. But when I, I hear that as, used as an ex excuse or, or used as a, a reason for, sometimes I find myself going down the, well, you need to hire more people. You need to figure out the pipeline. Where's the issue? By now, that stuff should be solved. And I fear saying that sometimes. Uh, because it can so easily be taken the wrong way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Does that make sense? Fear? I don't know if it's fear being can't. I don't know. You know what it is? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've, I know, Luke, ever since January 6th, you've been a little sheepish. <laughs> um, I knew we were going to get to. That's right. <laughs> um, but like for, I, I think it goes back to what we were originally stating with things like Starfield or like these conferences. It's, expectations and i think 343 has not done a good job with you know setting the expectations of what you should expect from them just in general and that that's a that kind of sucks because yeah like how transparent can you be in when all these problems are still happening x many months out off of the 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 release and that is that is my frustration. It's just like, dude, I I am tired of playing the same maps over and over and over again, right? Um, you know, I I I'm not. I have problems with big team uh, battle and and with the cosmetics, and they still persist. And as much as I love this game, those issues to me shouldn't be there. 
at this point because yeah like how does how does a Fortnite keep doing the amazing things that they're doing and you know halo is owned by one of if not the rich depending on the day the richest company in the world (laughs) and you can't you can't fill this thing with content fill this thing with bodies to to solve this problem it it's it is infuriating yeah no i'm i'm completely with you guys and and logan says uh the issue is scope and management yeah and Lu- and lucius says uh even if they told us his expectations they still fail to meet the bar and and they're both right um i agree completely and i i know where you're going with that luke because there's such a sensitive sensitivity around crunch conversation in the industry for good reason mm-hmm. um there's a lot of issues with the way development is managed However, at the end of the day, uh, to your guys' point, they just spent $70 billion, right, to buy (laughs) Activision, right? Uh, And you are talking about the flagship franchise. Literally, I mean, we've joked about this before, but there's there's quite a few people who have said it. And I think Ed Freeze might have said it when you talked to him, Luke, is that Xbox does not exist without Halo, period. There's a lot of speculation that if Halo CE didn't hit like it did, and obviously Halo 2 after it, uh, that the original Xbox was a failed experiment and Microsoft walks away. Um, and it it is just kind of confounding that we get we're in a place right now where we're talking about the biggest internal studio at Microsoft first party and their flagship studio. And we're talking about they need more resources. That should not even be a conversation coming out of our mouths or anyone's mouths. Um, and it's it's I understand. Believe me, I'm an app development. I understand it's not as simple as just throwing bodies at it. That's not how it works. Right. You can't just hire 10 people and say, hey, speed this up. Doesn't work mm-hmm. that way. Right. However, they should have had enough foresight and management to understand the resources they needed ahead of time and made sure those teams and the pipeline management and all the delivery scheduling and QA and UAT testing and all those things that go into this. That should have been better managed ahead of time. The only thing I can infer from what Joseph Staten says, and I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt as much as I can, is that when his last interview, he said in his last couple interviews, he's spoken to the fact of we're shifting a lot of things around. You know, we need to where it feels like we're moving slower right now so that we can move faster down the road. And what I'm hoping that means is exactly what we're talking about, which is all these things are going on behind the scenes in terms of hiring, moving resources, bodies agreements, et cetera, to get their pipeline better ready to produce faster down the road. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. It's Sorry, good, that was kind of a ramble, but no, it's a good finisher. Yeah. <laughs> a good finisher. I like it. Boys, I I I ups and downs on this show, but I really enjoyed uh, uh really enjoyed it. It was a good good episode. Yeah. Oh man, fifteen dollar super chat coming in. You want to pop that one up there? Unnecessary and appreciated. Yes, I got you. Pampa always generous over here at Season Gaming. Uh, Pampa says, this is an excuse, but I don't care. Halo will never get a fair shake. It has so many boxes to check. Great campaign, great multiplayer, competitive multiplayer, new maps, cosmetics, etc. Someone will always be disappointed. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, I don't think he's wrong at all. Him and I talk about this almost on a daily basis, literally. Uh, Because him and I play Halo more than, you know, most of the time. And we play we've talked about this before we play ranked we play late at night and him and i are always talking about this and true there are i can't think of but a handful of franchises that have the microscope on them in the industry like halo does and then if you take those other franchises and compare them to halo and you think about the scope 
of what they have to deliver every time they deliver a new Halo. It's it's massive. Yeah. And, and the the interesting point about that, and not to keep going on this for too long, but when they made Halo CE and Halo 2, the scope of delivering a game with a campaign and multiplayer was X, right? Nowadays, and over time, they, they've had campaign co-op, and they, they created Forge, and they started to create this community of custom maps and a custom game browser and custom games. And now you Firefight, PvE. Firefight, PvE. All these things they've added over the years have been innovative in, right? It's become an expectation, right? It's become an expectation that Halo represents an amazing AAA big budget blockbuster campaign. And then it's also got to deliver an amazing big sweet battle pass ridden multiplayer, but it's also got to support competitive and a global H uh, Halo uh, championship series community. Right. And it's got to support pro teams and, and esports. Oh, but they also got to support forge and creators and developers and content creators. And it's got to have a custom game browser and it's got, and you see me, I'm, I'm I can't reach anymore, but it just keeps going and going and going. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Think about that and then think about how much development time has increased for each of those things in the past 20 years. And the scope, it goes back to scope. The scope of that is just unbelievable. Like it gives me anxiety thinking about managing that. I would never want to manage that ever. Agreed. You couldn't pay me enough. I can do it. I could fix that studio in like 15 <laughs> minutes. Well, I know what's wrong. Good. Good compare. Uh, you want to make your joke? Go ahead, and make your joke. <laughs> and only Joe, I know how Joe's to fix like it. hire more people. You dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, just hire more. Just uh, hammers, chisels, whatever you need. Laptop. How hard is it? To hey, we built the damn pyramids. Room? Make the game. What are exactly. you doing? Nobody knows how that's done. That was done like you know. It's true. Slave labor. Um, yeah. Right. The, uh, <laughs> I heard there was a lot of crunch. When they made yeah, the pyramids, have we talked about that? A couple lately? hundred years, a uh, couple decades, rather, I should say. Um, the the comparative point that I would point out as we close is Naughty Dog. Uh, they nixed their multiplayer element for Last of Us Two. They nixed it in favor of making it be a post-launch release, and then had to there because of their scope, they had to expand it into its own thing. And I feel like that's what Halo is attempting to do with its free-to-play model. For multiplayer and its campaign separate um but nonetheless i think that's it for our show for this week uh i'm sleepy boys i want to go sleep sleep yeah i want to thank everybody that came out for the live episode thank you so much if you enjoy the live episodes leave that feedback let us know because we debate we go back and forth good bad uh whatnot but we enjoy being with you guys as always uh, you can find me on Twitter at Insipid Ghost, and you can find my content on all your podcast services and YouTube at the Xbox Expansion Pass. I just had on the developers to Red Out 2, the Anti-Gravity Racer. Prior to that was Shredder's Revenge. Uh, and looking forward to some interviews with the engineers at SteelSeries, uh, the Sniper Elite 2, no, Sniper Elite 5 team, and one more. But uh, I don't know that those will hit this episode. It might be uh, one out. So, what I got. I, I would go. just like to add that um, uh, we, we go back and forth on doing this live. So I know there there's a little over forty people tonight live on this random Tuesday night. If you if you like it live, let us know. Like, reach out to Cast Co-op on Twitter or leave a comment afterwards because we're we're trying to decide if we prefer doing this live or if you guys prefer it as a you know like we used to do it where we just like it. like this video. 
Yeah, I mean, let us know, really, because we're we're good either way. We enjoy it. You know, we have the same conversation no matter what. Yeah. Um, but it is fun chatting with you guys. Minus Joe. Minus Joe having a moment. <laughs> what? I mean, when, when Joe had a moment, a breakdown. Minus the. the oh. <laughs> Do it again. Um, but no, it okay, is it's fun. a bloodborne. It, it's a bloodborne wallpaper. What a pony! It's a, it's, it's, dead, it's old Yarno when he's up there. Dead. I came seven years old now, right? Yeah, no sequel. No. Every sequel. time I think oh, about right. like a possible announcement, I I get uncontrollably excited. Seven <laughs> years old, like it's frame per second. Yeah, seven. Um, <laughs> I can't much. play it. It's thirty frames. <laughs> I, I wish it, I wish it was thirty frames. We know it's not. Uh, it's perfect the way it is, old man. <laughs> anyway anyway let us know we do like uh chatting with you live i think it's fun getting the commentary yeah. and stuff so it is it is pretty cool but anyway uh for me porsche power on twitter and uh everything else is at season gaming as you know so joe listen we all know that the last of us part one is overpriced and we shouldn't we shouldn't be buying it but we goddamn know we are <laughs> <laughs> I just like to put this comment at the end on Joe. It's all good. We know you love PlayStation. I do. <laughs> I love it. I love Xbox, Nintendo. Whenever they don't, you know, disrespect their audience. So maybe three times a year, I love them. Uh, PC. I got a Steam Deck. It's somewhere. It's on my bed. And I love I that bought, thing. And I bought the, the game, Luke. I bought the hundred dollar <laughs> edition of uh, Last of Us One. I just like to say. Oh yeah. I got I got the purple PlayStation Five digital plates coming. I'm very excited because hmm. purple is my favorite color. Interesting. That's a fact, Jack. Yeah. All right, I'm where can they find the you? 007 games. All right, so you can find me over at Mr. Babbitt. You can find the Trophy Room over at PS Trophy Room. You can find the Trophy Room show wherever you find your podcast service of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, whether that's Spotify, whether that's Google Play, wherever you find your podcast service of choice. You can find the show there or the video version at the Trophy Room show over on YouTube. Look at how fast I did that with speed and efficiency. So um, how do I do this? How do I, do I just Google go? Google not a thing anymore, dummy. Is it really? I don't know. I just messing. I don't think it is. <laughs> it is not on the podcast. Google kills a product every five minutes. You ever heard of that? Keep, Google keep, is, keep, keep, Google is awful. They're keep, awful. Keep, 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 ke